Welcome to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 142, Sunday, April 24th, 2022. My name is James Hussain Catchpole, Mr. OK Jazz, coming to you as always from the rough, gritty, and now very pleasant streets of North Yokohama, right here in the Tokyo metropolitan area of Eastern Japan, the world's largest megacity. I'm a freelance music writer and broadcaster, and this podcast is pretty much whatever's been on my playlists recently. No borders or genres, just a whole lot of good tunes. Well, absolutely gorgeous one to kick off the show today from one of contemporary music's most vibrant and interesting musicians. That was Fatumata Diawara from Mali in West Africa. 
She debuted in 2011 with her album Fatu, which was one of my favorites that year for sure. And though she hasn't recorded in the studio very often in years since, she spent a lot of time collaborating in various situations with African musicians such as Umu Sangare and Tumani Giabati in Mali, but also in the United States with Herbie Hancock and even Bobby Womack. Well, Fatumata is back with a new EP called Maliba, and we heard the kickoff track called Save It. And this album is inspired by her work with groups doing all that they can to preserve the ancient manuscripts of the libraries of Timbuktu in Mali. Reading from her website here, the city of Timbuktu in northern Mali is home to a massive collection of manuscripts dating back more than 600 years. Unfortunately, during the country's armed rebellion of 2012, members of the militant Islamic group Ansar Dine seized Timbuktu and began destroying the artifacts on the grounds that they were idolatrous. Residents of the city smuggled many of these treasures out of the city so they could be hidden and dispersed into private hands. Well, the group Ansar Dine was driven out in 2013, and since then, projects to reconstruct the collections have proceeded. Fatumata Diawara's digital album Maliba forms the soundtrack to an online presentation of the manuscripts on Google Arts and Culture, which tell the story of their preservation. Wow, that is such important work. Maximum respect to everyone working hard to save those ancient artifacts. You know, I do remember seeing a documentary about the libraries of Timbuktu at a film festival here in Japan a couple years back. These are truly treasures of human history. So, Fatumata Diawara turned 40 this year, and though I really love this new EP, I'm hoping that she does decide to record more frequently, though of course her work as an activist does take precedence, but as a singer, guitarist, activist, and educator, Fatumata Diawara is someone that I share as a role model to my daughter, the OK Jazz princess who's starting to make her way as a singer and an artist now as she becomes a teenager very soon. It's really important that our daughters have these strong, smart, talented, and independent women to look up to as they think about making their own way into their careers whether in music or any other field. Well, so what's happening, everybody? It's been a whole month since I was with you. My apologies for the delay. I do have some good excuses why I couldn't get an episode together sooner. We'll get into all that a little bit later. But I do hope wherever you are listening from, you are safe, happy, and healthy. The news is unrelentingly grim, as usual, from the war in Ukraine, suffering in Gaza, or the just insane things going on in the United States right now, my birth country book banning and attacks on LGBTQ people. It's really quite worrisome. And even here in Japan, we're about to enter through some pretty hardcore months, I think. We've had a huge drop in the currency, the yen, making shortages of goods and real big price increases on the horizon. Well, it's enough to make you throw your hands up. That's not how we roll here at OK Jazz. You know how I do it. And pour myself a good drink, snuggle with the OK Jazz dog, and listen to some very inspiring and life-affirming tunes. Get me into a good space. And we have a lot for you today in that vibe. I got a bunch of new music for you. New releases not only from Mali, but from the United States, uh, France and Martinique, Argentina, but some great new dub tracks from London. And as always, some Congolese rumba. A couple of all-time Pantheon-level jazz tracks as well, coming later. Extra long edition of your favorite music podcast since I've been gone for a while. But first up... Amethyst Kia is a singer-guitarist from the U.S. She first came to my attention on the great album led by Rhiannon Giddens a couple years ago called Our Native Daughters. Amethyst Kia sounds like a blues singer with a big, booming voice, but she can also sing delicate ballads and even rock it out. She also writes very openly about her outsider status as a black lesbian and also as a black female performer playing the banjo in settings where that's not a very common sight. 
Well, on her new album called Wary Plus Strange, it's a great title, she kicks it off with an anthem that pretty defiantly states her position as a proud black woman in an often hostile world. Turn this one up and let this confidence inspire you a bit. The amazing Amethyst Kia singing Black Myself getting us going today. Okay, Jazz, episode number 142. Iki
that's a groove that just come on if you don't start shaking just a little bit to that one i would really be worried shuggy otis guitarist and vocalist there that's a tune called funky thithy from his album called here comes shuggy otis recorded in 1971 when shuggy was only 18 years old insane well, his father was blues veteran Johnny Otis, and Shuggy grew up in the music world, playing on stage in his early teens. He was an amazingly gifted guitarist, and his first two for years for, and his first two albums were collector's favorites before being reissued recently on the Luakabop label. Well, unfortunately, Shuggy had a lot of issues in his 20s and 30s that kind of prevented his career from getting going, but he did come back in the 2000s, and I even got to see him play live here in Tokyo at the Billboard Club maybe seven or eight years ago. Well, I highly recommend that you check out Shuggy Otis, brilliant guitarist, and easily, that's one of the coolest names ever, right? Okay, next up, uh, back to the present day and a very interesting album that just arrived here at La Casa de Oke Jazz. The group is called Daudelin. That's D-O-W-D-E-L-I-N. They are based in France, in the city of Lyon. And the name is derived from a Creole French play on the French word Daudelinier. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. In English, it's dawdling, meaning to be slow and idle. Well, the group is co-founded by multi-instrumentalist producer David Kelegian and singer-songwriter Okivia Victorian of Martinique origin. Martinique, of course, in the Caribbean, French colony. Dowdlin formed as a group to fuse their love of contemporary jazz, American R&B, and neo-soul, but filtered through Olivier's Caribbean musical background. Well, their new album is called L'Amou L'Amou, meaning Love Love in Creole French. Well, the band also includes members from French Guadalupe, and also all of the songs are sung in Creole. So I've never really heard anything like this group before. Um, this is definitely fresh music for me. And here's a track that I really liked. It's called Tanu. This is the group Daudelin. Problème, j'irai un moment. 
nice getting very spaced out there on some recent dub music although i find dub tunes really always sound timeless to me they could have been recorded anytime over the last 50 years this one comes from though a great new compilation it's called late night tales presents version excursion selected by don letts late night tales is a series that sees contemporary artists go deep into their music collections to create the ultimate late night mix well, on this edition of the series, the legendary DJ, filmmaker, musician, broadcaster, and writer Don Letts presents a non-stop mix of dub tunes, classic and new. Don Letts is a child of Caribbean immigrants to the UK, and he's played over many decades now a very vital role in introducing the culture and music of the so-called Windrush generation in the United Kingdom. What's well, something very near and dear to me is I have plenty family members who left their native Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean for life in England in the 1950s though my mother chose the United States when it was her turn to leave in the 1960s. But I've known about Don Letts now for years through all his various projects, so I was very happy that this collection came in. This is the first in the late night series that I've heard, but I'm going to check out some more of them for sure. Right, uh, well, the news from Ukraine is, of course, dominating news cycles worldwide. Uh, the war there continues after Russia's brutal invasion. Uh, randomly, I happened to get the other day a mail from a Ukrainian musician his name is Bogdan Gumenyuk, based in Montreal, Canada, for quite a while. Um, and then when the pandemic outbreak happened in 20, early 2020, and now the war, uh, Bogdan has been unable to return to his home country of Ukraine. Now, he recorded his latest album before the war started, but several of the song titles are, of course, very timely, whether referring to the COVID outbreak or even the war, including songs such as Urge to Breathe and the title track, Love Letter to the Other Side. Well, all of the music on this album are originals, and the band includes a number of the most well-known musicians on the scene in Canada. I'm quite embarrassed to admit I'm not very familiar with the Montreal jazz vibe, so this has been educational for me in many ways. Well, let's have a listen to this original tune then. It's called Fall in Three by Ukrainian saxophonist Bogdan Gumenyuk. <laughs> Thank you. 
collaboration between Infinity Knives and Brian Ennels, both from Baltimore, Maryland. They're hip-hop musicians and producers. It was a track called Death of a Constable. Infinity Knives put out one of my top albums last year called Dear Sudan, and this new album called King Cobra by the duo is intense and powerful. It features not only some music with orchestration, but influences from Southern Africa, where Infinity Knives was born in Tanzania. Well, I don't listen to a lot of contemporary hip-hop these days, I have to confess, but this album I thought was pretty special, so I recommend that you check it out, called King Cobra by Infinity Knives and Brian Ennals. Yet another great release from the Phantom Limb label. Thanks as always to Ken and James at Phantom Limb for hooking me up with their new music. Definitely one of the hippest labels around right now. So I was talking with my daughter, the OK Jazz Princess, the other day. I've mentioned before here on the program that she is a singer and really learning how to use her voice now with different kinds of music. And I told her that the K-pop videos that she currently watches nonstop, they're not only boring and horrible on the ear, well, for my ear at least, but I don't really think that the girls there are great role models for young women entering the music industry because it seems to me that they don't really have any freedom in what they record or even the way they look. That's certainly the way it often is in the music industry in Japan as well. So I'm making up a YouTube list of badass women in music who I think she should be inspired by going forward. And one of them is Shirley Manson from the group Garbage. Here's one from their version 2.0 album, amazingly 24 years old already. First came out in 1998. This one's called Special.
cambió mi vida Camarada de rebelión, florcita macumba la despedida No digas siempre, no digas nunca Viene de ti, viene de mí, viene del viento No miento, es un sentimiento, es un sentimiento Argentina there by La Yegros, that is the stage name of singer Mariana Yegros. She's based in Buenos Aires now, but her hometown is in the rainforests far north of Argentina next to Brazil. So her musical sense is quite different to what I think most of us would think about Argentina. Certainly for me, this was very, very new and fresh. Well, on her website, it says that she plays a combination of the urban and folkloric, chamame dub mixed with funky coplas and cumbia raps. And the one we heard there was from her 2013 EP called Viene de Mi. Well, Liegro seems like a very dynamic live performer, so I would love if she could make it here to Japan one day. Oh, quick update on that. If you're listening in the future, just skip all of these COVID pandemic updates because it'll be quite boring. But in real time, the borders here in Japan are now semi-open. And I do know some people who've been able to return to the country after two plus years of being locked out. But in terms of the big summer music festivals, not 100% certain that all the international acts will be able to make it. I know I've seen that the big summer Sonic Festival is promoting their lineup, which does include many international acts. But let's see if that filters down to some of the less famous and powerful events like the Tokyo Jazz Festival or Sukiyaki Meets the World. I've seen some announcements here and there, but who knows what the situation will be in a couple of months. Japan does tend to lock things down very quickly in terms of international visitors when they feel that it's necessary. Although, of course, Japanese citizens can come and go as they please. No more comment needed on that logic. All right. A little story that I know many OK Jazz listeners will already have read about. Back in the 1990s, guitarist Ry Cooter and producer Nick Gold from the Real World label out of London, they were setting up a project where musicians from Mali and West Africa were going to arrive in Cuba to record with some older veterans of the music scene there. Well, the Malian musicians never were able to make it due to visa problems, and so the Cuban musicians just decided to hit the studio alone to record some of their old favorites from the golden days of Son and Guajara. Well, amazingly, that album ended up becoming one of the most unexpected and hugest worldwide hits of all time, the Buena Vista Social Club, eventually ending up as BGM and chain coffee shops all around the world. Well, after many years, in 2010, the musicians from Mali finally were able to make it to Cuba, including now superstars such as Cora player Tumani Giabate and guitarist Jelimari Tunkara. 
and they recorded with some of the Cubans, including guitarist Iliadis Ochoa, who kind of led the local band. The result was a record called Afrocubism, simply one of the finest releases of the entire 2000s. I cannot rave about this too much. I think I've played a few tracks from it on episodes way back, but it's time for one more. So have a listen to this one called Numa Diala by the group Afrocubism.
Chacán.
glorious guitar playing from two very different parts of Africa. First up, we heard Jelamadi Tunkara on electric guitar as part of the Afro-Cubans as part of the Afro-Cubism album project recorded in Cuba. Just gorgeous guitar lines from him, as always. And then our usual visit to Congo in Central Africa. The acoustic Congolese rumba supergroup called Kekele. They have had three album releases to date, though nothing since 2006, so I think that the core members of Niboma, Rigo Star, and Papa Noel, all giants of Congolese music history, are pretty much retired. Well, Kekele was a group project certainly looking backwards and not the kind of music that's popular with younger Congolese audiences these days, so it was one really made with the world music market in mind, but I love that old acoustic rumba sound so much, so I do recommend all three of their releases. Listen, we're 142 episodes into OK Jazz now. The podcast is named after a Congolese band after all, so I think you get the point. (laughs) Go check out some Congolese music. Well, this is the OK Jazz Podcast, episode 142. Quick bit of info for you. This coming Saturday, April 30th, is International Jazz Day 2022. I'm so happy, after the last two years of cancelled events, that we will be back with an afternoon jazz DJ session at the incredible Downbeat Jazz Cafe in Yokohama. My eternal jazz teachers, Plainstone and DJ Otsuka, will be joining me, spinning some records at Downbeat from 2 to 6.30, only a thousand yen entry, so please do drop by if you're in the area. Downbeat is one of the Tokyo metro area's oldest jazz cafes, small, dark, cozy, absolutely living history of the jazz scene here. Well, I've got all the links and details on my various social media accounts. You know how to find me by now, at Mark, Mr. OK Jazz Tokyo. Also, keep your eyes and ears open for the return of Tokyo Jazz Joints with me and photographer Philip Arneal. We have some new stuff coming after our long hiatus. Very excited about that coming next weekend. That's the quick info. That's all the quick info I got for you today. So let's get back into some new music again. This time, a very interesting release from a musician producer from Hungary named Sabolts Bognar. And I have no doubt that I'm butchering his name. My apologies. His project is called Abase. And this is a record of him working with musicians from Brazil on a range of tunes exploring the textures and rhythms of Brazil, Afro-Brazilian, hip-hop, a bit of electronic jazz as well. I really like this album. And here's a tune called Aganga Tolo, featuring Jetson Zabla, Gabriel Santana, and several other contemporary Brazilian artists. Project is Abase, Hungarian-Brazilian collaboration on Oshu Records. Very cool. Turn this one up.
fantastic modern world jazz there from right here in Japan. It's kind of beyond genres, I guess. The amazing group TGA, led by percussionist Christopher Hardy from the United States, but a longtime Japan resident and leader of many different musical projects, including Tatopani and his own solo releases. Well, the group TGA features Ota Keisuke on violin and vocals, Andy Bevan on saxophone, Frederick Vianot on piano and keyboards, and Jeff Curry on bass. Their album called Then and Now was released in 2015, and after a several-year break, TGA were back performing live last week in Tokyo, hopefully the first of many gigs to come, as they are an absolutely wonderful group to hear play live, as you could guess from that tune. Unfortunately, I couldn't make the show last week. I was quarantined at home. Yes, the dreaded COVID virus finally hit the OK Jazz Castle here in Yokohama. My son was down with it, so the rest of us were stuck here at home for about eight or nine days. But OK Jazz Jr. is a pretty tough dude, and he recovered very quickly after a couple days of feeling very weak. I was sad to miss the TGA reunion gig, though, but I did have to stay home with my boy. Well, I was lucky, uh, though, before COVID hit us here at the house, at the beginning of April, I was down in southern Japan on the island of Kyushu, the southeastern part of Kyushu, in Miyazaki Prefecture on the Pacific coast. Now, this is a pretty rural place in Japan, really only known outside of the country for a, a large golf tournament that they host. It's a semi-tropical region, got huge palm trees and a lot of fresh mangoes everywhere. Well, I went down to check out four jazz spots, though, that I had scouted out two in downtown Miyazaki City, and two way out in a place called Takanabe. They call it a city, but it's really just a village a little bit up the coastline. And what I found there were two jazz spots, including one called Dolphy, with just the most remarkable storefront that I've ever seen, a full-on mural of the Eric Dolphy album cover out to lunch. Head over to my Instagram feed at atmark Mr. Okay Jazz Tokyo. You don't have to be a user of Instagram to see some of the pictures there. And you can see a photo of this incredible storefront and the very kind owner who spent an hour chatting with me about his joint and the jazz scene in Miyazaki. Some wonderful stories from him and the other bar owners that I met. Another reminder, Japan is just the most jazz-loving country in the world. Where else can you go so deep into the countryside and find these kinds of jazz spots? So, in honor of the wonderful Bar Dolphy and his most famous album, Out to Lunch, here's the lead-off track to that record, featuring Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, featuring Freddie Hubbard on trumpet and my man Bobby Hutchison on vibes. You know, I remember the shock of first hearing this music when I was 18 years old and thinking that it sounded like music from another planet. And it still does today. There's nothing else like it. This is Hat and Beard by Eric Dolphy from his classic, Out to Lunch.
Well, it ain't no use to sit and wonder why, baby Even you don't know by now And it ain't no use to sit and wonder why, baby It'll never do somehow When your rooster crows at the break of dawn Look out your window and I'll be gone You're the reason I'm traveling on But don't think twice, it's all right And it ain't no use in the turning on your light, babe The light I never knowed And it ain't no use in turning on your light, babe I'm on the dark side of the road But I wish there was something you would do or say To try and make me change my mind and stay But we never did too much talking anyway But don't think twice, it's all right Calling out my name, gal Like you never done before And it ain't no use in calling out my name, gal I can't hear you anymore I'm a-thinking and a-wondering Walking down the road I once loved a woman A child, I am told I give her my heart But she wanted my soul Don't think twice, it's all right So long, honey, baby Where I'm bound, I can't tell Goodbye is too good a word, baby So I just say, fairly well I ain't saying you treated me unkind You could have done better, but I don't mind You just kind of wasted my precious time But don't think twice, it's all right ones there back to back after Eric Dolphy. First was Van Morrison with Brand New Day from his classic album Moondance. No one could sing it like Van back in those days. Shame about what he's become recently, but let's not go down that dark and sad alleyway. Well, Brand New Day, a bit late playing this one because the new school and work year in Japan does start at the beginning of April. So I wanted to send that one out to everyone starting new adventures here, kids and adults alike. And after Van, no need to explain who that was. Bob Dylan, 
Don't Think Twice, It's All Right from his 1963 album, The Freewheeling Bob Dylan. Well, I was watching the TV series Mad Men over the last several months, and they used that song over the closing episode in season one in a really great way. And just a reminder, Bob Dylan was 22 years old when he wrote that song, as well as all the other ones on that album. Pretty unbelievable. Dylan and Stevie Wonder recorded the music that they did at those ages. I mean, that's what genius is, I suppose. When I was 22, I was still learning how to tie a necktie. Well, this is the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 142. It's time for me to get out of here. Bit of a longer one today, but I think that over the next couple months, I'm not going to be able to record as frequently. So when I do, probably go a little bit longer to catch up on all the new music that's been coming in the mailbox. As always, you can find the playlists for today's show and every other episode on the program page at tokyojazzsite.com. Episodes 60 through 142 are all available to stream there. You can download the show via iTunes, and all recent episodes are also available to stream at kol-radio.com. I will be back as soon as I can. Until then, let's go out with something that I was listening to the other day for the first time in many years. It's the David S. Ware Quartet. This is the title track from their album, Flight of Eye. Strap yourself in for this one as it reaches a level of intensity that some listeners may not be accustomed to, but if you're new to this kind of music, just sit back and close your eyes and surrender to it. This is going to take you somewhere you've never been before. Exhilarating and a little bit frightening as well. It's Flight of Eye by David S. Ware. Take care, everybody. Minasama, James